tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yo, what is up, gladiators? Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. We are so excited to be back. This is Season 4, Episode 10. Run! (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click that like button right now. Don't forget, you're going to like it, I promise. Um, Also, make sure you check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm your host, Emil Ennis Jr., and I'm joined here with three of my favorite co-hosts. You can find me at Emil Ennis Jr. Me at Canelia. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia Stanley at Sophia Stanley. Bam Erickson at Bam Erickson. All right, at, at, at we gonna go ahead and get started. Um, this is a I thought this was a great episode. I thought it was a great uh, way to come back running, literally. Uh, what do you guys think? I liked it. I liked the episode because it was different. Yeah, it wasn't the same old. You know, go in the room, put the pictures on the wall, who did this, what do we do, call for help, hug help. It wasn't that. It was a totally different type of episode. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't like it. Boo. I just, I thought it was whack. I didn't like it. Um, go back to the premise of what Scandal is, okay? I'm tired of all this rigmarole and all this other stuff and, and all these different storylines, and now we got this new guy who's kidnapped Olive. It's like, you already have an ensemble cast. Stick with the 12 million people that you already got on the show. I mean, come on. I, I didn't like it. Somebody's passionate. And ironically, <laughs> I'm, no, I mean, I'm 50-50, and, and I actually, there's nothing that Bam said that I can disagree with. And that's why I'm 50-50. The part of me that did like it is similar to what Camelia said in the fact that it was something different. And I think for me, the most important part of the something different was arguably for four seasons and what is it now? Probably 52, 57 episodes. I feel like I have been ripping into Olivia again and again and again. And this was the first time in a long time that I felt for her. Yeah. Like... I think I even said to you guys on camera, like, if they torture Liv, like, I can't watch this show. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like whatever she was going through, I actually felt it. And there was a there was an eerie calm that kept me engaged, even though the pace on some levels was very, very slow. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. We want to know what you think. Make sure you tweet us and use hashtag ABTVScandal. Um, I like the way this episode started. It started with the flashback, but Cornelia pointed out it was a different angle because we saw this time from Olivia's perspective. Because at first we was like, well, we don't need a recap. We know what happened at the end. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was nice to see from Olivia's perspective, and we see that uh, the way she was taken, I should say, um, we saw how it happened. And here's my thing. We can go back to season two, season one. We've talked about this. First of all, 
Olivia should have not only locks on her door. Security. Security. She needs to have a chain, multiple chains on her door, so somebody can't just come in. They'll have to literally cut the chains. Also, she needs an alarm system because I know my parents are paranoid. They're still paranoid. Just came visiting from Atlanta. Anyway, my parents are paranoid. You have alarm systems where you can turn the alarm on so it only goes off if somebody opens the door, but you can still move around your house. Why doesn't Olivia have that? And not only that, but why is she living in a place that isn't um, where it's not secure? Like, exactly. like in New York at the Trump Towers or something, how they there's how there's a security at the door because these people just came in and they went right next door to grandma's house. Yep. Well, okay. in a regular, in any other case, I would agree. However, that wouldn't have worked, I don't think, in this situation because for the simple fact when we saw they took her across the hall and Jake went downstairs, one of the guys went back to take the cameras that they planted in her apartment yeah. away. So she could have surveillance. She could have an alarm. But if they were this prepared to do this, yeah, totally. They would have wiped that out. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered if the doorman was at the front, like the Trump Towers, because they just would have went in the back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree and disagree because I've been saying this the whole time. And not only should she have had security, it actually should be like penthouse <laughs> level. Trump Towers or something out. It should have actually been penthouse style where there's double doors. Oh, my God, everybody. <laughs> I was trying to watch live and follow your comments, and my phone is actually speaking back to us what we just said. So I apologize for that. I need to close the stream. I was like, is that y'all? Yeah, I apologize (laughs) for that, gladiators. Okay, so real quick. You know how there are doors where it's a double door, meaning mm-hmm. that if you get off on a floor, like, hello, she's the Olivia Pope. You have a door, then you have a hallway, then you have a secondary door. That's where she should live. And there should theoretically, every time that first door opens, just like you said, the alarm should be like someone entering. Mm-hmm. However, and I just realized it literally in this moment, the reason she doesn't is because for all of the I'm the Olivia Pope, she actually lives a very ordinary existence. Hear me out. Do you remember the first time she went to Acme in mm-hmm. that little random ass little car? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean any disrespect, but it was like literally it was a hoopty. She walks around with $1,500 bags but drives a hoopty. She is the Olivia Pope and is having an affair or had an affair with the president and arguably lives in a pretty ordinary building, right? I think it's part of her persona. I think that for all of the pomp and circumstance, that is actually her attempt of trying to be normal. So I bet it's just a walk up. Mm -hmm. It's still stupid, but now that I'm thinking about it, it actually, on some senses, is organic to her character. I mean, I guess, but she needs to, whatever. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with what you're saying, but she's stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so she should have had security, but Jake really stepped up to a certain extent in this moment because Jake, even though he was played, like as we saw, he was played horribly. But before we found out he was played, Jake goes running down the hall in his boxers, which I thought Jake looked amazing. I was clowning on him first he episode did. of this season. He really tightened it up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They had three mm-hmm. months of vacation. Right? <laughs> Bam's right. But seriously. So he tightened it up and he got his exercise running down those stairs, running down the street, um, not worrying about stepping on no nails or nothing. Right. right? (laughs) I was about to say, I'll tell you off camera. Anyway, but when he gets outside, he sees a car, the car drives away, and he thinks that that's whatever. I'm going to tell the license plate he calls Huck. I like Quinn's comment though. Quinn was like, Are you sure she didn't run off with another man (laughs) on the island? He's like, No, Quinn, give the phone back to Huck. Palm tree. I love Quinn. So she makes that comment, and then he's, like, trying to get on it. 
Then we see another perspective of flashback again, and this time we see what actually happened. They went across the hall. Are you kidding me right now? Right, and so now I'm going to talk on the other side of my mouth where there should be security and so forth. These people have been watching Olivia for who knows how long, right. and they plan this thing to the absolute T. So that was great. You know how sometimes people do really stupid robberies? Yeah. There was nothing stupid that. They, oh well, actually they did. The one thing that I didn't um, that I didn't like is they had Olivia by the door while he was looking in the peephole, oh, yeah. and she has she has a taper on her mouth. Now I'm not. This may come off as, as sexist, but girls can they can get to like the highest screech and pitch, no matter no matter what kind of tape is covered. Like, <laughs> thank you. Who was that? Damn, yeah. mm-hmm. that was you. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, even yeah, a guy yeah. can do like you can make yeah, okay. massage. Mm, mm, but, but this is this is also the thing, though, and I think that, and I can't. I, I, I'm literally switching it up in the moment. You know, the whole theory of like martial arts mm-hmm. is that if you have to fight, you've already lost. Olivia's weapon is her mental acuity. That she has this larger than life persona that mm. theoretically and figuratively no one would touch her, right? But in terms of actual like street fight fight to live, like Huck-esque killer instinct, she may not actually possess that. Therefore, when she is taken, her her instincts haven't been tested. Does that make sense? Like, part of the reason that you do self-defense, and I've been saying this on on Twitter, Krav Maga and things of that nature, is literally so that when you're in that situation, like, you do whatever you need to. So Mm -hmm. even when she was holding on to the wall, I get it. But then afterwards, turn around and scratch him. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, you need to literally, like, pull, scratch, so forth and so on. That's not... It's not in her. Because, again, I'm talking the other side of my mouth. She's rather privileged. So I don't even think in that moment her killer instinct kicked in in the manner that it did later on in the episode. Yeah. You see that difference where a different switch clicks on. But at the beginning, I I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's organically in her on the surface level of who Olivia is. Yeah, I thought she was screaming pretty loud enough with the tape over her mouth to the point where Jake almost thought he did hear something. I'm just saying from the from the kidnappers, well, I would have probably knocked her out or done something to make sure that she But then is remember silent. though, remember though, he did like push her head against the wall, which yeah. kind of frazzled her a little bit. But I'm thinking like I know I just said you could do a high pitch whatever. In the moment though, thinking about the situation, like mm-hmm. your body reacts in a different way. And totally. even though I can do it now, if I'm in that moment, I don't know if I could do that. Like mm-hmm. you're yeah. so frazzled and so disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got what we say, the Cicely Tyson look alike on the sofa yeah, over there. Yeah. And it's one thing to say what you could do or what should happen mm-hmm. versus what will really happen. It's like when you get in a car accident, let's say somebody bump into you from the back, right? When you're thinking about it, you're like, okay, as soon as somebody hit me and put the car in park, I'm going to get out the car and walk around, grab my purse. You think that. <laughs> but when something happens like that, you sit in the passenger yeah, seat like, oh, like, oh, 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 oh. You try to get out. You don't put the car in park. You mm-hmm. forget that the car is still in drive. It's, it's not as smooth and seamless as it is. So for how calm she was and how aware she was to even take her ring off, that right there shows that she was yeah. she did have something in her that was quick enough to to think that she was looking at everybody she was trying to survey the room cuz most time you just be like ah. right and so how she, she was trying to warn granny oh, poor to granny. not say anything because she knew the moment that something that she said something she knew she was dead granny no, 
no, no, no. Granny, no, can I say something? No, Granny was dead regardless. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with what Granny said. There's no way she they could have been she, was, yeah. she was yelling because she knew Granny was going to die. She was, in that moment, I think the reality of the situation, because the minute any time someone takes off their mask, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, because if it. they wanted her to live, they would have kept their mask on and they would have left the room. So yeah. I don't think she was yelling for that reason. Yeah. And just, and, and again, Cornelia, excellent, excellent point with the ring. And to your earlier point regarding, uh, I think, Emil and or Bam, with her being at the door, that was part of the mental profile. That was literally so she could actually hear, no one's going to save you. Yeah. Imagine what mm, that yeah. intellectually must be like to literally in the midst of, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, to get kidnapped, and they just pulled you into the other room. Yeah. And you see all this surveillance, you see this woman bound, whatever, and as you're listening, screaming for the one person who... who is the only person who could save you in that moment can't hear you? Yeah. He's that outside. right there is was step one of the mental breakdown of Olivia Pope. And then the fact, like you said, the surveillance there, the fact that not only was surveillance on her apartment, but she could see everything was going down outside with Jake running, trying to find... Yeah. <sighs> well, anyway, so after this, I think the next part, which really would have... If that didn't F you up already, they put her on a gurney. They have their whole ambulance outfits. They put her on the gurney. And not just her on the gurney. They put the dead body on top of her. Bye, Felicia. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 That takes you out. Because you see what she was like shaking when... No, and you know what it is? And I can't I can't decide. And I and, and again, you know, let us know on YouTube during the live stream or via Twitter. But I, I want to know who the writer is. Because I want to know, A, if it's a new writer and or I want to see another episode that they've written. And the reason being is there was a different energy. Like, even if you can tell... All of our the tones of our voice are different because of the tone of the entire episode was different. Yeah. For something so traumatic, it felt like we were in slow motion. Mm-hmm. In a way, though, that felt authentic and organic. That scene, like, I literally thought I was going to cry. Like, right. I literally was like, that, that would be worse than actually being in the bag by yourself. You're underneath... A woman who just got shot, like, her body's warm, and I'm not trying to be disgusting, <laughs> but, like, her heart could still be beating. Yeah. She could literally, in that moment, have still been actually dying. When I saw that scene, I'm an entertainer, so forgive me. I said to myself, finally, she's giving me something the worst to, she's giving me something that could possibly keep her in the race to uh, get nominated for Amy because she Ooh. didn't get nominated for a Golden Globe or SAG. So I was like, yes, you know, give I was me think, something. I was thinking yeah. the same thing because yeah. it can't, it cannot just be this whole Fitz Jake dialogue constantly, and that's why I think it was refreshing to see this episode. Not only because, like Cornelia said, it was different than what we've seen. Yeah, it was a different version of Kerry Washington where she could actually we could see her acting skills because she really to hold a whole episode almost by yourself no excellent point yeah. totally. for a excellent whole hour point. and to keep me on the edge of my seat I mean kudos to you um, when they unzipped her moved the body and then she gets up like shaking Ooh. I think you might have uh, written down the quote Sophia but at one point they say you know this is your time to negotiate you know if you have any money um, on a on another coast or whatever it may be, this is your time to negotiate so we can see what you can do. And then and she to- goes, I only negotiate with someone who has the power to say yes or no. You do not have the power. The man who held me, the man who kidnapped me, he has a power. He has a power to say yes or no. So no, I will not bargain with my life. No, I do not have a death wish. I will only speak with the person who has the power to say yes or no. I wish I could write that fast. You be writing those quotes yeah. down so fast. I can't it's write that fast. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> no, but 
I love and it goes back to what Kanuni was saying though even though she's in the situation she is still she's in that moment she's still there and she's very much aware of what's going on and can I just stop for a second and again I, and I think you know we're probably hopefully I would love to do this for the remainder of the season just be in awe of Kerry Washington for her to be able to act and to to articulate the lines in the manner in which she did in such a forceful way, but at the same time being so scared, like even though her hands were probably presumably bound like this, this is a very protective posture. And it felt like she was literally protecting herself and and she was shaking. And on some levels in this position, you would literally think that someone would be inaudible. Right. But for her to be so, to have such clarity of thought, in essence, what she was doing was she was she was setting dominance. Yeah. She was saying, at this moment in time, you think you control me, but I'm still in control of this situation. So basically, bye. But I do think her being Olivia and always wanting to control certain things, it bit her in the ass. And sometimes even... <clears throat> You're kidnapped, okay? You're kidnapped. You don't know where you are. At some point, you have to shut up and kind of figure things out before you start running your mouth. Because when we uh, discuss this scene later, she basically ran her mouth to give information to yep. someone who she thought was not who he was. So sometimes, and again, I've never been kidnapped, so I can't. I'm just, I'm just a viewer of the TV saying you shouldn't do that. But I'm just saying that I would shut up and just try and figure something out first before I speak out loud. I would talk in my See, head first. And I, it, yeah. go, no, you go, Cornelia. A part of that, though, yes, she was saying it and she was being Olivia Popey, like, I'm Olivia Pope, the president of the United States. Yes, but on the other hand, Ian, in her mind, was just this, this frightened soul who was just as hopeless as she was, if not more, she kind of was saying that to reassure him, too. Like, yeah, you think you're going to die. I don't know you from Adam. You pretty much were in a corner shaking when I got here. Don't worry. You're going to be okay because I'm okay. You're you're good, Ian. So, I agree, but let me disagree with you. Because when you're in jail and you are in a cellmate next to Junebug... Do you all of a sudden start having a conversation with June Junebug about what you did, why you in jail? Yes, Who's you did. Yeah, yes, you do. do yes, you, you do. You do. It just depends on how many days that you were you're in there. You do because I think that there's something to on be the said first about. Day? No, no, not on the first okay. day. But not on the also, first day. You know, you in the county. You don't know where you are <laughs> in this in the case. When okay. you get taken to county, you know I'm downtown on Second Street. With this, <laughs> she didn't know where she was. She she thought she was in work. Next, well, can we talk about how the writers tricked us? Can we talk about how the writers tricked us? I'm literally sitting there like, oh, the floor. It's like, it's like, yes. it's like a um, rock and tile yeah. and whatever. And, and they played us so well because there's a line where she starts going through places she could possibly be and she yeah. says, or maybe Sudan. I'm like, oh, it has to be Sudan because Andrew. I'm like, oh, yeah. she's in Sudan. Yeah, we like they the played us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, completely. And, and this is the thing, though. I think there's a lot of things to be said. I think that, first of all, not only obviously was she, was she, trying to reassure Ian because that's part of her profile and they obviously ran an excellent profile Mm -hmm. on her, number one. But number two, she's also reassuring herself. She is basically saying to herself, they will find me because basically the president will not stop looking for me. She is really saying it to herself. She's reassuring herself because it's the first time in her life where she's running through all the scenarios because she is Olivia Pope and she is a logical thinker where she's like, holy smack. I think... It just worked out like it was perfect the way it worked out for uh, Ian. But 
Ian made a good point, and I'm fast forwarding and yeah. we'll backtrack. Ian made a good point when he said, I knew that you had to save someone. You always have to save somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe we were finally seeing a different side of Olivia, because remember, the very last scene we saw of her, she says, I'm not choosing you, I'm not choosing Fitz, I'm mm-hmm. choosing myself. Mm-hmm. In this moment, don't focus on Ian, even though he may have been in here longer, focus on you, like, because as soon as she started to open up to Ian, that's when she started breaking down. But again, and this is where it gets tricky, but also, another theory. Does she have to keep Ian on her side? Because maybe he'll rat on her. So, meaning, if you're going to escape, if you're going to do anything, as you're plotting, you need your cellmate, literally, to keep quiet. But, so, I'm, like, in, in there, in, in the actual facility, the little room they yeah. were in, I don't see any way of escaping from there. I okay, think that she could have, point. or even, like Bam saying, even maybe not talk to her from jump, or talk to him from jump, like, fill him out, because Olivia, I know, wouldn't just... Uh, it depends on the situation. But Olivia, but th- you know, has never been kidnapped and thought she was taken True. to the Sudan and thought that she was going to die. Th- like, we have to remember, this isn't a normal circumstance. Olivia has always had this idea that the bad happens to the people around her because she said it. I'm the cause of the bad in everyone else's life. But it never really affected her. Like, we were when we were watching, Sophia said something about torture and she was like, if they torture her, I don't think I could watch. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, they should. Not saying I want things to happen to Olivia, but she can't live this lifestyle with the people that she's been living with this whole time and nothing ever happened to her. So, I, like, She's now in this situation where she thinks she's this is it. Strength is in numbers. You gonna talk to the person that that's I get that. You gonna talk to him. I think for me, and obviously, like you're making great points, Cornelia. For me, I'm not in that situation. I just would have thought that Olivia would get some type of hesitancy from him when he says uh, he was a, a journalist who just got through writing a story because he was kidnapped. You. Why were you kidnapped? And she asked, and yeah. she asked, she was like, oh, do you have money? Do you come from money? Like she was asking smart questions, mm-hmm. but his whole story just seemed a little too contrived. Like, oh, and my, my wife, she died in a car bombing in Afghanistan. I'm like, mm. I started to but question again, it. Again. But again. Can I say something? Because, uh, Sophia, when we were watching it, you said that something is not right because when people are held uh when they're held captive you don't ever see at least on tv a man and a woman together you're always separate so for me there was minor clues not major but minor clues that said i don't trust this dude and then it's a long ass hall you have no other cell to put me in you have to put me in this one dude but again i know i know know. (laughs) i know When you think you're going to die, you're not like, yeah, because they wouldn't put me in here with the dude. Like, you'd yeah. be like, is, I don't know. Kill me, I don't know. This is, this, is, this is the only thing is, and this is, I guess, not necessarily, my, no, let me rephrase. This is going to be my last point on this specific issue. My only thing is, I feel like it would have been organic if she said, I used to work for the White House. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That that literally would have made sense to me. Because the, the fact that she hesitated, and again, we need to go back to Olivia not trusting her gut. Her gut told her not to say anything. Mm-hmm. It was that secondary, the need to fix everybody. And the problem is when the need to fix everyone is not in line with her own self-survival. So theoretically, her gut has always served her. Her choosing her has now presumably served her. What she did was she went back on what she had just said, arguably, I think, maybe five days before she actually told him mm-hmm. that I'd choose me. It makes sense only because she had just affirmed her new self. She hadn't fully realized it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I still think she should have said, I used to work Let's for Let's talk out. about this bathroom scene, the first bathroom scene, because when they walked in or she walked into the bathroom, I don't know about y'all. 
but I can't. I, that's like the gas station bathrooms times twenty. I cannot. It was like a border and we were laughing. I forgot who mentioned it. Like they're like, oh, yeah. that she's putting the uh, paper or the toilet tissue on the sheet. And I was like, I would do the same Aww. thing. Like I, I'm not touching my ass in that toilet. Like at this time. Okay, can I share something with y'all? So, eight years ago, mm-hmm. I went to a wedding in Mumbai, India. It used to be formerly called Bombay. If you don't know where that is, but it's in India. I went to a wedding, and leaving the airport from Mumbai. The bathrooms are like, um, like the hole, the squat kind. Wow! So you literally have to like mm-hmm. balance and hold yourself up to okay. go to the bathroom. Okay. So with that said, man up, Olivia. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> but I like Sophia. Uh, as we start to see more of her going to the bathroom um, in that scene, you wrote down how many times you counted how many times she went to the bathroom. Because to me, the the repetition of like five minutes or I'm coming in, five minutes or I'm coming in, my brain started going one, two, three, counting the days, and mm. I think it was I think I counted twenty three days. So did she go to the bathroom once a day, or I, was it? A I, I times feel like it because it seemed as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone online on YouTube, if you're if you're watching live, the clothes of the the people changed. Like literally the pants, oh, you know, yeah, different yeah, color yeah, shirts. Right. There was definitely a, like almost like a click in the frame. I would assume that she only goes to the bathroom once a day. She has five minutes to do what she has to do because you remember it's not where she's doing normal activity. She's not drinking a ton of water. So sure. how many times would she have to go to the restroom? So I'm assuming that. And then also when she's when she's coming down the uh, coming down the hall, her eyes are watching. Okay, this is here. This is here. Mm-hmm. She's in her head trying to figure out how am I going to escape this at some point and when she gets into the bathroom on this final day that before all this but the final day she goes in there and she's trying to figure it out she gets the this is after she's sitting there for a while though mm-hmm. so time's running out she gets her bra wire and then she realized she can unhook whatever mm-hmm. and I was screaming to the team I'm like no 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 wait until tomorrow wait mm-hmm. until tomorrow wait until tomorrow but she does it then and then she gets caught and then we have this whole ordeal where they go back to the cell and the dude's pissed. She kicks him, all this stuff. And then long story short, they kill Ian because they feel like that will mess with her. Mm-hmm. And it does because in the next scene, all of a sudden everything's fine from commercial break. And we're like, what's going on? Jake's saving you. And then you go to Vermont. Before you go to the break, why now all of a sudden would they now kill Ian when he's been in the cell with other people and he didn't die so to me there was just like well, okay but, wait a minute what's going on because there's no way in, in their in their mind to affect Olivia the only way to do that without hurting her is to hurt someone else because they know that she wants to save everybody she wants to be the protector mm-hmm. so oh you tried to escape sure, cool can't touch you we're gonna kill Ian and yeah. it did hurt her mm-hmm. it hurt it broke her down because if she wouldn't have tried to escape, Ian would be alive. Or if she would have did it a little differently, you know, it would be alive. So now she has time to think about that. Right. Yeah. Which is probably why she went to this crazy dream. And first, we'll do the brief one first. Jake saves her. Woohoo. Hey. Okay, Jake saved her. Woohoo. <laughs> but Fitz and Vermont. When she got up in the bed. And you knew immediately. I knew I immediately. Was I actually thought it was a flashback to the island. Mm, initially, I knew and you immediately, immediately said, oh, it's Vermont. I said, this is Vermont. When she got in that shower, that nice ass shower, I'm like, oh, this this is Vermont. And then. But did she have the dream first when she thought about Jake? Then she yeah, went she, to the it was, yeah. it was the same dream. So yeah. Jake mm-hmm. saved her. Mm-hmm. And then she went straight into the dream with her true love fit. Uh, so she, <laughs> oh she does this dream. But it was like, for all you Olitz fans, like, I know me and Sophia are diehard. When this happened, like, oh, it was like a dream come true. Like, <laughs> no, literally, I, it, yeah. literally, like 
even if it never happens, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Like, I got to see the fantasy for a little bit. There was, a, there was an ease to them, yes. right? There was just like a, you know how they always go high, high? Yeah. But they didn't even have to say it this time. Jam in the there. fridge, like yeah, but the white hat. She blew dry her hair flat out <laughs> a little too quick for my liking. I just want to point that out. Guys, continue. But I like how they're keeping it real in jail with the hair. Right. They did. Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to see this, but then reality starts to kick in with Tom, who we had on here a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. Um, but Tom comes in and he, she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, you told me to come here. I'm protecting him from you. And then we see Abby, who does a reality check out of this world. Yeah, Like, that was she on point. I thought the dream sequence was actually great because it was a great way to segue the other primary mm-hmm. characters into this episode mm-hmm. without it being a full 42 minutes of just a live in the sale. So I thought that was great. I agree. But I do have to be, um, I do have to just play on the other side. I'm imagining that if I am locked up somewhere, Locked up or let me out. <laughs> All right, okay. And they think, people think I look like a guy. But anyway, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I don't know if, if I would be dreaming about my love. Why not though? Why not? And in that moment, what, what would you what would you dream about though? Wait, so then, when you go to sleep at night, you'd be like, tonight I'm gonna dream about the boys to me in concert. <laughs> and you dream about the boys to me in concert? Well, honestly speaking, I don't. I it, honestly speaking, I I don't actually remember dreams. I no, I get that. I get that. Okay. But in this moment, I feel like Sophia's about to go. Yeah. She can pick you back. Would I would go to my happiest place, and Vermont is in her mind like the happiest place. If you are dealt like you just saw Ian, your only friend right now, shot in the cell, and you caused that, you don't know where you are. You don't know if anybody's going to actually save you. You've been in here for twenty three, twenty four days now. The bathroom's nasty as hell. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, oh Vermont seems so. Oh, somebody's going to save me. Like, why wouldn't you go there? Well, then, in that case, let me just say this for all the people that's like, oh, Olivia and Jake and blah blah. Well, the fact that she had this nice extravagant dream about Fitz. Y'all need to, like, stop hating and go with Team Olitz because if she's dreaming about Fitz and not Jake like that, then she's basically, she's Olitz. It's all about Olitz, not the uh, Liv and Jake. So, Sophia, y'all, need to, right? y'all need to... <laughs> well, that, well, y'all know every time I say something, people try to drag me, so... I it can't ha- it has to be about old. It has to be about Olitz. He is the the... He's the best option between the two. You can't bring Idris Elba on here because then the question is going to be if he's single, he doesn't have children, he wants you, he loves you, treats you right, who are you going to choose then? You can't bring somebody like that on. So right, he's the best option. <laughs> Let us know what you think on iTunes and if you YouTube. Bring Idris Elba on. I'm, I'm choosing it. <laughs> no, we, 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 you will literally officially see Camellia and I fight, and I think Camellia is the bee's knees. <laughs> but we would fight up in here. But no, no, no. I, I mean, I think also too. It's it. It was awesome also to see because we've been saying this. But Abby is, in fact, the voice of reason. I feel mm-hmm. like, and I'm only speaking for myself, I feel like I give Abby a hard time. But Abby really, I think, has always been Olivia's moral compass but from a place of love. That's number one. Number two, arguably, we found out with the with the storyline back in the first half, half of the season that with her, you know, the, the law school friend who supposedly killed her stepdaughter, Abby's known Olivia 
for an extremely long mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's telling who was in that dream sequence. Huck wasn't there. Nope. Quinn wasn't there. Nope. But it was Fitz, Tom, and Abby. So theoretically, even in her moment of extreme stress, her going to her happy place, she's actually still protecting people and she's still trying to fix. And the reason being, otherwise Tom wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. The reason that she thinks she can't be with Fitz is because she thinks she will destroy him. I think there has never, ever, ever been a question of who she would choose. I don't think there's ever been a question of who is her soulmate. I think that, though, because he is her soulmate, she actually loves and cares for his well-being more than she does her own. And she, in fact, thinks that she is the problem. That's why she left, number one. Number two, going back to the whole theory where Tom basically called her Helen of Troy, there are different variances of the story, but one of which is she was such a prized possession to the king that you take the prize for the king. The other theory was she literally was like a master seductress. Like, she was that beautiful and had so much power and had so many suitors of her choosing that literally people couldn't handle it, number one, but that she seduced her way for a better option. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say that even in the midst of her dream sequence, she still cares about fits, and I think that speaks volumes. Of course. I love it. I love it, and I'm glad we got to see it finally, even if I never see it again. So... I'm here for that. Uh, then after that, we saw Abby's like, you dropped something. And then we see Tom again. And Tom says, or she says, rescue yourself. There's no man to come help you. Rescue yourself. And then Tom says, there's no way out. So we were talking through commercial break because when we watch this show, we like to talk during commercial breaks, right? And I was like, okay. Because I think right before we went to commercial break, she starts to get the wire again out of her mm-hmm. bra. And I was like, Are they, is, she, is she serious right mm-hmm. now? Because I said, one, I'm like, if she tried to escape before... They would either leave the door open or do something, standing there with her, do something. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let her, like, try to escape again. Or they, give her a bucket. Exactly. Like, you you effed up. They're not mm-hmm. going to let you do that. Mm-hmm. So when she walks into the bathroom and she says, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> when she walks into the bathroom and they close the door, I thought at first she was going to, like, stop her from closing all the way. They close the door. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Why are you saying we stupid? They had it boarded or sealed <laughs> up with brick. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. I know. And that moment when we see like Olivia having her little breakdown right there, that was hard to watch. Something that I did notice, and I don't know if this was um, if this was just uh, just a TV mistake, but when uh, when she went into the bathroom the last time, when she closed the door, normally there was a there's a little there's a little square where you can actually like the sliding thing, the sliding mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It looked also. Um, bricked over like you it, like it, it, did. it was yeah, closed it was closed hmm. which i thought was weird because after all of what she's done but then it totally makes sense because the point was for her to break loose and then right. we go into that so hmm i'm going to have to watch back though and see what you're mm-hmm. talking about though for yeah. sure but um i'll be honest when i first saw where abby says you know you dropped something she's like that's not mine at first, I was like, oh, this is so cliche. Like, you know, when, when you see TVs and movies, like, oh, so how would she have seen it? But then I'm like, wait a minute. If we're really being honest here, Olivia, every day when she says bathroom, she's checking, looking back and forth, like checking her. She's been aware of her surroundings. Mm-hmm. That was just, you know, you go a little crazy if you're trapped there for a while. Yeah. That was just her conscious saying, Olivia, we found something for you. Just figure it out. Yeah. And so when she saw that that moment was cool to see and she like hit it up her sleeve and then she hits him. So we're going to break this scene down. But I know hold we, on, before up? we go on. See, and there's a part of me, and maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm like, or did they plant that in her head? 
Because if this, because you have to fast forward a second, yeah. the whole thing is pretend. You're right. So are they literally, and, and obviously with mind control and so forth and so on, did they plant that somehow, that idea in her head that that's how she would escape? Mm. I, I, I don't, keep no, going, yeah, but that's, that's just, it popped in my head. Something doesn't make sense. The theories are rolling. The theories are rolling. And we want to know what you're thinking on iTunes. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Give us five stars. And also check us out on YouTube. If you're watching live, thank you so much. Make sure you click the thumbs up right now, please. And um, if you're not watching live, if you're watching us on YouTube, still click the thumbs up. We'll love you. And leave comments. And also tweet us. We'll say our Twitter handles again at the end of the show. We really appreciate you guys. We're so happy to be back. Um... But yeah, let's break down the scene. Yeah, so this scene, which at the beginning of the episode we saw her running, and at first we were like, "Are you serious?" Like we were, we were like, "What's going on?" Now that we see it in context, we're like, "Holy shit!" So this scene, like, I was wondering how it's going down. The little bar comes down, and she hits him on the head with it. She does it multiple times, <clears throat> and my issue with this was when she did it the first time. And now I'm gonna. I'm going to completely back away from her. I was going to say when she did the first time, she shouldn't have done the multiple blows because then she's creating this loud noise that the other guy can possibly hear. But then what else is she going to do? Yeah. So, okay, good job, Olivia. My mis- Or her mistake, I think, without knowing what was actually outside, her mistake, when she grabbed the gun and grabbed the keys, and we talked about this in the room because we watch it together and we talk about this stuff. She's running with the keys just like... And I was like, hold them, hold yeah, the keys. Yeah, you can hold the keys. So she's running... What's up? Now... Let me jump back on the the positive side. Okay. When you are in a situation, you frantic. You already you took the you took the 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 metal and you beat the shit out of the first guy. Right. Um. You are running for your life. You don't have time to. You know, it's just like when you watch movies and sometimes girls are running. They don't think to take off the heels or no. You, she's trying to get the hell out of there. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one then. That was mistake number one. I don't agree with, but I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Number two, she's running down the hallway, given the run of her life, by the way. <laughs> running down the hallway, and then she has the gun in her hand. The guy comes out, like, just, you're not going to shoot me. You're not going to shoot me. Cornelia made a good point. You said you didn't think there were bullets in the gun. Oh, Sophia said or it. Or Sophia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally, I would have, I would have <clears throat> bet all of the money that I have or ever will have, I was screaming. I was like, shoot him, but there are no bullets in the gun. You thought it was like shoot a rolling him. situation. I totally thought there was, because, because at this point, and I think it, it's partly because of what Bam said. And again, the minute she told the journalist about the president, I literally wrote down they did a profile analysis on her. Like at that moment, I knew that they knew they knew how her brain thought. And I was like, you would never, you wouldn't put guns, bullets in the gun. Number one, number two, you would have taken the bullets out of the gun because that other guy was untrustworthy. The fact that he wanted to shoot her, that guy with the, the dark hair would have Otto, or was that his name? I think or something. Anyways, mm-hmm. he would have never allowed him to have a gun because literally Olivia is too valuable. Mm-hmm. Just for too many reasons, but obviously I was wrong. I, for some reason, I agree with what you're saying. It would make sense that um, that there were no bullets in it because they technically can't kill Olivia. Right. So there, there would be no point. But for sure. some reason. I just, I just knew in my gut, like I'm Olivia Pope. I knew in my gut that she was gonna shoot him. I just knew it. Did you think there were bullets in there? I thought there were until you guys said they weren't. There weren't. But then while she was holding the gun, I was like, just shoot him, head, head, hips, heart. Like Jake told her, in, like mm-hmm. you know, the last episode, mm-hmm. just shoot him, shoot him and see. And if not, beat him again, beat him with the gun, pistol whip him. Like, at this point, mm-hmm. you just need to do whatever you got to do. You're trying to survive. However, when she shot it, I think I know where you were going, Emil. When she shot it, she dropped the gun and kept mm-hmm. running. Yeah. I don't think, yes, she should have kept the gun, but Olivia's not a killer. 
So when you kill somebody, you shoot True. somebody, you like you want to get away from what you just did. And is this a, it, you don't want to keep like only somebody yeah. who's comfortable shooting somebody will kill somebody and continue on with that same weapon. But if that weapon is foreign and you just did something that's undoable, you're gonna drop it. You like, drop it. Is no, this that's the first time point. you're dropping it. Is this the first assessment. time that we've seen Olivia actually kill someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I mean, I mean, she's, I mean she's, she yeah. pulled the trigger on her dad, but yeah, he didn't but, die. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Cornelia's assessment is is 100 sure. because mm-hmm. I think arguably even even trained soldiers who kill people that's why you that's why you have post traumatic stress like regardless of whether or not someone is your captor or even arguably your torturer, taking a human life and, and specifically also at that close range is going to be extremely traumatic. So I think it was organic. And then like character. when it's a headshot too, it's a little different because headshot is like immediately like blood scattered on her face. Yeah. Too. Okay. So mistake number two, I'll let it slide again. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you don't know what's out there like Kanye says in them streets. She about to go out into an yeah. unknown country and just be like, I'm free. No, you're. If you think you're in another country, mm-hmm. like what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And you don't know the custom. Like, what if she's in a country where it's not okay for the skin to be exposed? Like, if it, like you never know. So she could get out there and be free for five seconds, then get arrested somewhere else. Anyway, the point is, I don't agree with that, but I understand where y'all are coming from. When she gets out of that door, though, after she jiggles with the keys, and by the way, for so many keys, she unlocked that pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but when she gets out, which now that I think about it, though. If this was all staged, most of those keys were probably the same, just easy for her to unlock. Still, she was going through them rather quickly. And yeah. again, and and again, I need to go back to that initial point that Camelia made at the beginning of, of this episode. Because it was from Olivia's point of view, mm-hmm. it shows on some level the layer, the level of mental acuity that she has. Does that make sense? Because even though she was going quickly, like in her mind, she was like, you have to go quick. And it's almost like she was remembering and almost like holding on mm-hmm. to each one to know, okay, don't go back to that one. Where the level of anxiety, because I think we all were thinking like, what's on the other side? What's on the other side? But something about that scene, something about the red door... The amount of keys, like she was literally unlocking, to then open the door, and that's. I mean, when when she, oh my god, when she opened the door, when I tell you, because they kept saying um, when they were teasing this, they were like, this episode is going to be like when she found out Ron was her father, like that type of surprise. So I'm like, the whole episode, I'm like, okay, she's there, but I'm not feeling. Mm-hmm. When that door opened though, and we mm-hmm. saw it was a whole freaking production, mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Where is she? She's, she's, she's down the street. She, I totally agree with Cornelia. She is down the street mm-hmm. in the sound stage. Yeah. In a warehouse. Yeah. She's probably right behind the Acme warehouse. That's probably how shady and low key it is. She's probably yeah. in that building on the other side. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think and, about. Oh, oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. And that's why, isn't that what she says initially? She goes, this doesn't make sense. And again, I'm telling that. you, when Olivia doesn't trust her gut, Olivia gets. Woo! Yeah. Because she literally was going through all the scenarios. She was going through all the scenarios of why someone would take her and where they would take her. And and literally, when she said Sudan, that was the only thing that didn't make sense. That's what made her go into the state of frenzy. Because because it didn't make sense, she couldn't reason through it. Yeah. But she should have initially gone, no, there's no point to take me halfway around the country. She couldn't figure out any scenario where that would make sense. So I think all of our assessments is actually what she was also thinking. Something that I want to say uh, really quickly that we skimmed over. Did you guys notice when she was uh, when she was in her cell mm-hmm. when she was laying against the the brick? Did she not look like her mom, Candy Alexander? She did. Mm-hmm. 
She did. did. And, and I'm going to go one step further. She didn't just look like her mom. She was emitting the same energy as her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was a there was a frenzied focus. Like, I, at literally any moment, could do something, like, grimy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was one of the first times where we saw her focus. Like, she almost had that, um, the only thing, I, this is going to sound like a weird analogy. She almost, like, reminded me of G.I. Jane. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the first time to me... She actually seemed like a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Olivia is a badass, yeah. but in a different kind of a way. Even how they, like, she, the way her sweater was off, the way she was holding her, her hands on her knees. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, was, it was different. And, and what I also liked about uh, this episode is you got to see that Olivia, she's clearly the daughter of Rowan and um, Mama Pope. There were there were moments where she literally had to use her what's what I'm looking for? Um, her instincts? Her instincts, her you know, y- you can tell that she's a product of Mama Pope and Papa Pope based off some of the things. How she was able to frantically but yet get the key open. How she was able to shoot him. How she was able to think. Like I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, I'm going um, to vehemently disagree with you and then I think we're going to jump back to the, the point that Emil yeah. was going to. Mama Pope and Papa Pope, individually and collectively, other than possibly Olivia, and even that's up for debate, only care about themselves. They would have never fallen for Ian in the cell because they wouldn't have cared. Like, if anything, they would have arguably possibly gotten him killed. Because that benefits them. Like they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have cared about his well-being. They wouldn't have tried to assure him. They wouldn't have shared anything with him. And even, why would you ask a stranger to find the GPS chip in your back exactly. when literally, if he has been there for as long as he has, they've obviously tortured him. So the next time they torture him, he will literally go, "There's a GPS chip in her back." I totally disagree. I think that. What she did was the product of the Olivia Pope, because I think her brain works in a logical fashion, but it definitely wasn't devious enough to be like her mom or dad. However, and I have to say it now, my prediction is that it will. What's the saying? Like, in the storm is when you're really tested. In the storm, you really find out who you are. This episode was a precursor. This episode was a volley. Now we're going to see whether or not she strikes that ball down. We're going to see who she really is in this next episode or the next two or three episodes. Whether or not, and arguably, she belongs with the good old boys or she belongs with these badass killers. And this is the last point I'll make because I almost forgot it. And it was a quote. It was this scene... (laughs) It was the scene where she was saying, I'm going to save us. He was like, how? And she goes, I'm Olivia Pope. And I know we were all like scoff, like, are you, My girl. Are you effing kidding me right now? But then she starts laughing. Mm-hmm. She's like, and it's funny because it's useless. It's useless. <laughs> and but, that is it. Like, yeah. Where is she? I, and who is this dude? Now, and see, this is the thing is, and this is the problem is, who? and this is, but this is the problem when you give up information. And it's, and this is on a much larger scale, but it's similar to Michael. People Michael. like, yeah, it's gonna make sense. Michael wasn't Michael. Isn't Michael um, Cyrus's husband? New husband? Is that his name? Oh, the prostitute, oh, yeah, right? Because yeah. uh. remember how Michael made a deal with with Lizzie Bear, oh, yeah, but then tried to get more information, yeah. right, and try to renegotiate his deal. The problem is when you when you try to negotiate or have a deal with thieves. The key thing is, are criminals? You're dealing with a criminal. So as a criminal, I'm going to figure out, well, then, yeah, what, why do they take her? Right. Does that make sense? I want to know more than what they're telling me, because they're probably saying, oh, just take her. You can't kill her, whatever. 
I need to know more information because maybe I can bargain you can use for that to your leverage. And yeah. that's why he yeah. says knowledge is in fact power. And the funny thing is, of all people, Olivia Pope knows that. Mm-hmm. Because what does she really train on? What is actually her strength? Her strength is knowledge. Her strength is knowing everything and everyone and controlling the narrative. And that's what she didn't do. She didn't control the narrative. The narrative controlled her. Because they played her every single step of the way. And that's why at the end, when he said that, it was in essence reminding her that I know you better than you know you. And that's why, even though she broke down in the bathroom, the way she walked out following him, it's almost like he literally had a leash on her. Mm -hmm. And she was actually broken. Because she had no more moves to play. Right. Like, how are you going to get out of there now? Like, now what? Because you're you're not where you were. She's down the street. I don't. <clears throat> who is this guy? We'll get to that. That like that would just f me up completely. Anyway, yeah. um, so now that we are back, you know what it's time for. It's now time for Cornelia's cold piece of the week. So thank you, Emil. Mm-hmm. Cold piece of the week for episode ten of season four. ABC scandal has to go to this Ian character. Ian McLeod from the jump. <laughs> Olivia came into the cell. He had this story about having a daughter. He had a wife. His daughter was turning seven. The wife got killed in a car bomb. He had everything together, put it in place so that Olivia believed what he was saying was on her side and flipped it and now she's in the middle of a Taken movie. She is <laughs> ta- Taken yeah. 47. Olivia Pope lives because she's down the street in some abandoned building. We don't know where she is. He had a clean suit on. Suspenders. Who is this guy? He completely pulled the wool over our eyes. I don't know if he's going to be around for the rest of the season, but as long as he's around, I think he's going to be my cold piece because I already have a problem with him. And that's my cold piece of the week. Guys, let us know who you think cold piece of the week should go to. Tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Hashtag AB, ABTV scandal. Perfect. And now, uh, what do we have? News and gossip? Right? Yeah, news and gossip. I heard. After Buzz TV News. So I have just some trivia for you guys. I was doing uh, during the break, I was doing the show on Fox, and I was uh, chatting with one of the producers who... Um, I had the the Gladiator bag from the Gladiators Unite. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us this little uh, little gift bag, and so y'all laugh at me, but I carried around. I oh carried, my! I love my uh, my Gladiator Unite well, gift bag. What are you talking said, about? Well, Please. There was no yes. shade over here. <laughs> okay. No shade. Well, yeah. I had um, I was on set and I had the bag. Um, actually, I was at a fitting, and she says, "Had I had I ever worked on Scandal?" And I said, "No, you know, I do the show, blah blah blah." And so she said that she worked on the pilot episode of Scandal back when it was titled. Damage control. Hmm. So, I'm thinking to myself, I don't think scandal would be scandal if it was called damage control. Mm-hmm. Scandal uh-huh. is just the tight. You know, sometimes a show can uh, a title can make or break, mm-hmm. and I think damage control. But, but what it could if you did hashtag DC because it's in DC. I like that. Oh. Scandal is much better. Do you agree? Yeah, scandal is better. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it better. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the whole live thing, I was just on. I don't have great signal, but uh, at some point we had 122 people watching and we oh, had wow. 39 likes. So thank you guys, um, everyone who's watching us live on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the likes and, uh, you know, tell friends. And we hope to, you know, get more of you guys to watch us live. Perfect. Perfect. All right, let's go into um, predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV 
predictions. Um. So the first part, of this isn't a prediction. The guy, I think, is obviously was the one who's hired by Andrew, but I think he's going to turn on Andrew, um, and somehow use the new knowledge that he has from Olivia to uh, to create some type of power play. And the reason I say that is because since we know that he's not going to kill Olivia, I don't think. Um, but since we know he's not going to kill Olivia, and if we see Andrew's plan, as we see coming, is just to get this war started, I think that uh, initially he's going to continue to seem like he's on Andrew's side. But he's going to figure out a way to use what he knows about Olivia to his... Because why would he need to know additional information about Olivia if his only job is to keep Olivia away from Fitz so they can get this war started? Good point. I mean, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. My prediction... Um, First, I don't think maybe I'm discounting Andrew's ability, but he doesn't seem that smart to hire people like this to do this kind of job. Yeah, like how strategic they were and how smart and put together, and they had this whole setup set up arranged so Olivia can assume she was somewhere else. I just don't see Andrew knowing where to find people like that, and then even them want to do work with him. So I'm thinking this is outside of him. I kind of think want to predict that he had a plan to kidnap Olivia and somebody else had another plan. So maybe this, what's happening to her, may not necessarily have anything to do with him because it just seems too put together. It's, it's too smart for, for Andrew, the guy who was sleeping with Melly and the old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of, of Camelia's prediction and I'm actually going to use some names. Hollis. And the only reason I say Hollis is because somehow they always lead us breadcrumbs. And to me, with this show and the amazing scandal writers, they never use additional words or they never provide us a detail without there being a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. The whole issue with Sudan was because of oil. True. Hollis. Oil. You could have made it anything else, right? You could have made it any other conflict. You could have literally just made it diamonds. You could have made it any other thing. But to make it oil, which again is Hollis, somehow it's too much of a coincidence. So to me, the actual mastermind, he may not be the top of the top, but Hollis is involved in some way. The second thing is, to me, is obvious. Rowan's going to come back and help. So, yeah, no, go ahead, Bam, and well, I might piggyback again. I was just going to say that the, the new guy, because it's a rumor that, that um, Joe Morton is now doing it on the show, and he was only contracted to do uh, basically kind of the first half of Scandal, and being that he's gone doing this other show, maybe he's the new boss hog who's going to, you know, really shut some shit down. So I'm thinking that's why he was brought in. But I I, I think that's a great point that you uh, that you brought up, um, Olivia, about Hollis, because I do like Sophia. him. So Sophia, sorry. <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm thinking that this has some this is personal. And I feel like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the age. He's probably around the same age as Fitz. So I'm thinking it has something to do with Fitz and it's personal with him and Fitz. And Olivia is just in the middle. Mm-hmm. I but, think that those are all yeah. excellent theories. What are you going to say, Sophia? I'll leave it. I'll leave it for all my All right. We will continue the conversation online. And if you want to continue that conversation, you can tweet us. So where can we find you guys on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff? You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. Same all social media at Sophia Stanley. All social media at Canelia. 
and for me at Emilinus Jr. on YouTube at Chasing LA. And make sure you check out Best in Social, Best in Social. It's uh, my new gig. Thanks, guys. And we, we will see you, you next week. We did Thank miss you, you so much. Thank you so much to all our live viewers and all the people who are going to be watching after. Real quick, Emil has a birthday on Saturday, guys, or <laughs> Sunday the 31st. Wish you a happy birthday. Yes. Make sure to tweet him, send him a YouTube message or an mm-hmm. iTunes message. Thanks, guys. But he's still a baby. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Send me gifts. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.